good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you in the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the unchanging rock of Holy Scripture? Welcome you back today. I trust that this day has begun on a note of surrender to the Lord and that once again we're having an opportunity to reorient and reboot our minds to get them thinking God's thoughts after Him. So I welcome you to the podcast today. We're resuming our talk of praying thy will be done and what all that means. Uh, I've spent some time in the last podcast talking about this and how we, I wanted to encourage you to make sure that when you pray your will, that, that his will be done, that you're not praying, that it would be in, in a passive resignation or even with an attitude of resentment, that it's going to be done anyway, whether I like it or not, or anything of that nature, but rather that we're praying in a way that's in keeping with what Christ intended it to say. To, to pray this phrase, thy will be done, uh, assumes that it's not always done. And, and we can testify to that, can we not? Uh, and I think that's true of other elements of this prayer. Like when you pray, hallowed be thy name, uh, we all know that there are times and places when God's word is not, uh, God's name is not hallowed, where it is disrespected and blasphemed every t- time you turn your head. We know that his name is not always hallowed. When we pray, thy kingdom come, uh, there are hearts that reject his reign. They don't want his kingship. There are people all around us, even, by the way, let me suggest, even sometimes believers who may say that prayer and verbalize that phrase, thy kingdom come, yet there are glaring areas of their life where they have not allowed God to reign and to be king in their life. So there are hearts that reject Christ's reign. Now, by extension, as we examine this prayer, when we pray, thy will be done, do we not understand that not everything that happens in the world is his will? Uh, I think this is obvious. Um, otherwise, it's pointless to pray this. Um, I, re- I know that sometimes hurtful things have been said to people that are going through tragic circumstances in life. Uh, I've heard some have said to parents who've lost a child, well, it's God's will. Or a mother who is needed by her family and has cancer, well, it's the Lord's will. Or there's a flood or a famine or disease. Well, it's the Lord's will. Can I suggest to you today that these things are not God's will? Second Peter 3.9 is an important passage of scripture that gives us a proper understanding of this. Because in that familiar passage of scripture, it does say that God is not willing that any should perish. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the truth is, and the sad reality is, that not everybody is going to believe on the name of Christ. All things, uh, those things that are bad in this world that happen are not God's will. It was never God's will for terrible things to happen on the earth. Uh, Well, then why are things going on like this? He tolerates the presence of sin in humanity and the world in order to let it run its course. That and, and, and this is for the purpose of uh, that we might see the effect of sin, know the deep, very deeply our need of a Redeemer, and know that one day, ultimately, sin will be destroyed forever. That was pictured even in Christ's death in 1 Corinthians 15. 
The Bible says, O death, where is thy sting? Because we have a victor. We have a champion that has won the battle for us. But right now, in the time that we live on this earth, God is allowing uh, uh, the, the sin and the devastation to run its course that we might know that we have a Redeemer. So, when we pray, thy will be done, we're not simply going through a routine where we're affirming some theological truth. Uh, we need to be personally involved. I, I think of Luke chapter 18 and a parable which our Lord told. There in that passage, he tells of this woman who had been wronged. She had been uh, offended and uh, a, a, a law had been broken against her and she wanted the king uh, to give justice, that she wanted the judge to give justice to her. Uh, but the, in the parable, Jesus said the woman came so frequently, uh, the judge was so sick of hearing the woman uh, that he was going to do what she wanted just to get rid of her. And the point was that Jesus was making is this, that if an unjust judge will give justice to a badgering woman, what will a just, loving, righteous, caring father do for his children? And that's a good question to ponder today. Jesus affirmed in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And then he gives it in the form of an affirmation, because when you ask, you'll receive. When you seek, you'll find. And when you knock, it shall be opened. <coughs> Excuse me, And then he goes on to say that the father, unlike a human father, has the will and the wisdom to know what needs to be done in everybody's case. So here is the message then. Um, we have a right as believers to refuse to accept certain situations in the world and not just resignedly say, oh, well, Lord, that's the way it's going to be. But rather, we refuse to accept the way the things are, and to, we pray persistently and fervently that God would do them the way they ought to be done. We rebel against the world's fallenness. We shout out to God about that and say, No, Lord, I want your will to be done. I want your will to be done, not just in my life, but in this world. I want you to be exalted. I want to see your hand of power on that's how Christ prayed even in the garden did he not Lord thy will be done and not mine this is what God calls on us today to pray for thy will be done that we ought to be praying uh, that Lord we want what you your idea is and what your purposes are to be accomplished in this earth so that's why it's included in that passage of scripture when it talks about hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done when the Lord's kingdom comes his will's going to be done but you know we can pray that God's will would be done right now it ought to anger us that this world is functioning apart from submission to Jesus Christ. It ought to anger us that those around us, now not to the point where we become uh, distraught and beset, but uh, with, with all kinds of worrying and anxiety, but to the point where it motivates us to pray, Lord, I want your will to be done. I see this sin. I see this fallenness. I see this brokenness in those around me. I see their lives being destroyed by their rebellion against you. 
and, and I want your will to be done. I see what's going on in my government. I see what's going on in my neighborhood, at my job, and it's not right. And I want your will to be done. And that's what we're praying. We're agreeing that God, your way is best. That's what we're praying for. Because a lot of things in the world today are not God's will. And we're praying that one day, that that will be set straight, preferably next week. But Lord, however you you direct, we want to submit to that. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We'll talk about that next time. What does it mean on earth as it is in heaven? Pray today for God's will in your life, won't you? Ask Him to show Himself strong on your behalf. God bless.